Welcome to the Gerald Brooks Leadership Podcast, a deep dive into biblical leadership with pastor and author, Dr. Gerald Brooks. Hi, this is Gerald Brooks. Thank you so much for joining me for another podcast. Hey, I want to take a moment and I want to remind you of a couple of upcoming events. On September 28th, I will be in Canton, Ohio with Mike Caminetti doing a roundtable. This roundtable is just a great experience. The information that we cover over this year has just been received so well, and it's been so helpful to people. I want to encourage you that if you're in any of the surrounding areas that you would make sure that you register, you can go to uh, GeraldBrooksMinistries.com and you can register there. I also want to remind Mind you that on October 21st and 22nd, we are doing our leadership conference here at our church, the North Texas Leadership Conference. I want to encourage you that um, we have uh, limited registration, and what that refers to is that every year we give away extensive resources. Uh, to the first 300 pastors who sign up, and those have already been sold and they're out of the way, but there's still a great opportunity to learn. What I found is whenever I put myself in a room with great leaders, I become a better leader. And there's going to be great leaders in this room. And even though it's limited registration, uh, I want to encourage you that when you bring your team, it puts you in a position to grow. And sometimes people ask me, they say, I have a limited number of people that I can bring. Who should I bring? Bring the future, not the past. Bring the people that you think are the key to the future of whatever you're doing and not just people who've been there forever. So you can sign up for that at GeraldBrooksMinistries.com also. Hey, I want to take a moment and I want to share a lesson. And many of the podcasts I share come from different venues of, of why I shared them. If, if I could just say right now, this lesson is based on the calls that I'm getting. The number of individuals who call me, the number of pastors and leaders who call me, pastors and leaders in, in business, secular, spiritual, it's all the same. I'm getting the same kind of calls, and that is that people are just tired. People are weary. They've led during these last 18 months, and these last 18 months have been so challenging. And, and for many people, uh, especially if you're in the spiritual domain of leadership, you've had to lead within political extremes. There's been so much political background to everything going on. Uh, societal upheaval, the fact that society has had more trauma and tremors in so many areas. And then church members' uncertainty, church members that, that tend to take different views on different things and all have high opinions of what you should do and what you shouldn't do. And then just the evolving church dynamics, what is required of a church during a crisis. And what's happened is, is that a lot of leaders have led well, but they've hit the wall. And in running, they talk about it. They talk about the individual who just hits the wall and, and how that for a minute it seems like they can't keep going. And really, if I could say something to you, if, if you're in that circumstance— we need you. 
we really, really do need you. And if you're the individual that uh, you never need a second wind, man, all I can say to you is take this podcast and send it to other people. But I want to help people. So I want to talk to you today about staying power, doing your best when you're not at your best, staying power, doing your best when you're not at your best. I want to read a verse from Daniel chapter 7, verse 25, and it talks about the adversary, the devil. Yes, there is a devil out there. And it says, and he will speak great words against the Most High and show wear out the saints of the Most High. It says, he shall wear out. What it's talking about is that one of the strategies of the adversary is this. He just wants to cause the day-to-day wear and tear to finally get to you. He wants to wear you down so that you lose all sense of ability to do anything more. And in the New Testament, Paul addresses this in Galatians chapter 6, and he says, don't be weary in well-doing. Don't be weary in well-doing. And what he's saying there is sometimes you're doing exactly what you're supposed to do. You're doing exactly how you're supposed to do it, but you just get tired of doing it. And I want to encourage you that stamina is the ability to do your best even when you're not at your best. So how do we develop staying power? How do we create stamina in our life? Well, what I want to do today is I want to break down stamina by letter the acronym STAMINA, and show you some principles that I think could help. So if we break STAMINA down as an acronym, it starts with the S, and the S stands for strength. And if I could say something about the strength that you need and the strength that you have available, dig deep. It's from the inside out. It's not from the outside in. And this is something that if there were any way I could put my hands on you and say, Lord, just let them see this, this would be what I would want them to see. Most people live their lives from the outside in. But if you're going to be strong, you've got to live your life from the inside out. Stamina involves your inside connections. So in Ephesians chapter 3 and verse 16, it says that he would grant you according to his riches and glory to be strengthened with might through his spirit in the inner man. So when I don't have strength to do something, I don't look for outside things to motivate me. I go deep. I go on the inside. And he says that God, through his spirit, will strengthen you in the inner man. In Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 10, he clarifies, he says, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord, in the power of his might. And what he's describing is this this inward power, this dunamis, this uh, arsenal, this, this power station that is inside. 
And that dunamis is the spirit of God that abides within you. And it says, learn to draw so that you can have strength, that you can be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Might is exterior. Strength is interior. If you look at those Greek words. And then Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Well, how does he strengthen you? Well, in Colossians chapter 1 and verse 11, it says he strengthens you. He strengthens you with patience, long-suffering, and joyfulness. Each one of those are important. Patience when it comes to problems, long-suffering when it comes to people, and joyfulness when it comes to life. See, the way God strengthens you is he strengthens you with interior skills that create exterior strength. And the interior strength is that he's going to give you patience with people when you're just wearing thin. Uh, He's going to give you long suffering. He's going to give you joyfulness in each one of these. If I can reset it this way, patience for problems, long suffering for people and joyfulness for life. So the S stands for strength. The T stands for time. Each day you determine the future by how you spend your hours. Let me just say something that is simple yet it is necessary. Never ask God to be a part of your problem if you will not allow him to be a part of your day. Never ask God to be a part of your problem if you will not ask him to be a part of your day. God wants to be a part of your every day. And when he's a part of your every day, he will be there for every problem. But don't isolate God during your day to just a problem solver. You understand, never ask God to be a part of your problem if you haven't allowed him to be a part of your day. That's why the Bible says in Isaiah 40 and verse 31, but those that wait... That word wait isn't a time sensitive. It means to bind yourself to. It says those that wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. Those that bind themselves to. They shall mount up with wings like eagles and they shall run and not be weary. And they shall walk and not faint. And if there's ever a time we need people to run and not be weary and to walk and not faint, it's right now. But understand, waiting is not the passive act of doing nothing. Stay close to him on your good days, and he will take care of you on your bad days. So the S stands for strength. The T stands for time. The A stands for attitude. And the attitude is this, in Ephesians chapter 3, verse 19, to know the love of Christ, which passes knowledge, that you may be filled with the fullness of God. Oh, this verse just explodes inside me, that you might be filled with fullness. It's, it's a play in the Greek. It talks about something that's totally filled, and then it's filled with even more. And what it's saying is, is that God has put more in you than you think. God has put more in you than you think. So when you think you don't have anything, 
there's more in you. When you think you can't do anything, there's more in you. When you think you can't achieve anything, there's more in you. God has put more in you than you think. Now, why did he do that? Because of the next verse, now unto him that is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that works in us. God put more in you than you think because he's going to do more through you than you can imagine. That's what God's plan is, and that should be your attitude. God's put more in you than you think because he wants to do more through you than you possibly imagine. The Navy SEALs call it the 40% rule. When your body and your mind tell you that you have nothing else, you can't do one more thing. You can't move one more step. You can't keep going. They say your mind and your body tell you that when you're at 60%. See, your mind and body always want to protect themselves. So long before you hit where you have nothing, they will both tell you that you have nothing. And so the Navy SEAL said, we have to learn that when our mind says, oh, I can't do it, and our body says, I'm not capable of doing it, that there's 40% left. Now imagine that. That's the Navy SEALs. But you've got God, and God's put more in you than you think. He has filled you with fullness. When you were jam-packed full, God put his hand on top of it and smushed it down so he could put more in because God's put more in you than you think so that you can do more than you imagine. God does exceedingly abundantly above all that we can possibly ask or think. So the S is strength. The T is time. The A is attitude. The M is mission. The M is mission. See, God's given you a mission in life. They say this, the two greatest days in your life are these, the day that you were born And then the day that you realize why you were born. And the disaster in life is someone who was born who never figures out why. See, you were put here for a reason. You were put here to be a piece of God's plan. And the piece of God's plan for this time and this place cannot be replaced by anyone else. I love the verse in Acts about David, and it says about him that he fulfilled his purpose in his generation. He fulfilled his mission. Your mission matters. What is your mission? What is your mission? You know, in the military, they have this thing. It's called a battle plan. But the problem with battle plans is when the battle happens, everything gets confused. And during the Vietnam War, one of the things that happened was is the captain was shot and then the lieutenant was shot and then the sergeant was shot. 
nobody knew what the plan was. So what they did was they would hand out these detailed plans. But when they would hand out these detailed plans, they were too complicated. So they would give a simplification. And they said, if all else falls apart, shoot at this mountain. Your mission, your part of the battle plan is to shoot at this mountain. Here's what I can tell you. You're a part of God's plan. You need to find out why you are here. And once you find out, you do that. And you simplify it. So when everything goes wrong, this is what I'm going to do. So for me, it's simple. When it comes to my church, at Grace Church, we create an environment for the lost to be saved and the saved to serve. That's the very simple battle plan for our church. For me as an individual minister, my plan is this. I am here to make heaven bigger and the kingdom of God better. I'm here to reach lost people, and I'm here to help pastors. That's my mission. So when life gets you down, it's your passion that gets you up. But when you have a reason, a why, you keep getting up. Well, I don't know why I get up today. There's a reason. Figure out the reason. Well, I don't feel good today. There's a why. It gives you passion. Hold on to that passion. The next is the I. It's inspiration. And inspiration is this. As best we can describe it in the Bible, they used to sell their ships and they didn't have engines, so it was the wind that created the momentum for their ships to go across the sea. So they would unfurl their sails and they would look for wind to come and to feel them. Well, that wind is inspiration. And in your life, you need inspiration. And here's what I say. Who inspires you? What inspires you? Whatever inspires you and who inspires you, you stay close to them. You find those things that are your go-to. Some of you are inspired during times of worship. Then make sure you're in worship. Some of you are inspired during times of prayer. Make sure that you're in prayer. Some of you are inspired during times of study. Make sure that you study. But inspiration gives you the air to fill your sails so that you keep moving across the waters. The N stands for nourishment. What feeds your heart? Here's what I've had to learn. Solitude is something I have to have. I don't know why it is. But I have to create margins. And when I say margins, it's not just I'm not doing something. It's that I'm doing something with God. See, for me to do my best, I have to give him time to make me 
my best. Please understand the concept. To do my best, I have to give him time to make me my best. And what I've had to learn is that doing nothing is doing something. And so there are times when it's just me and God. And during those times, they may not seem prolific to most people, but just being with him changes me. Now, that's what nourishes my soul. You've got to figure out what nourishes your soul. You've got to get a grip on that. And then the A stands for actions. Stamina is just taking one more step. Just one more. When you don't think you can take a step, take one more. And when you feel like you can't take that next step, just take one more. Here's what I know. People need stamina. They need staying power. And stamina is strength. It is time. It's attitude. It's mission. It's inspiration. It's nourishment. It's actions. That's stamina. I want to pray for you. I want to pray for those of you that have walked through this last 18 months and you've given your very best and you feel like, you don't have any more, but you do. God's put more in you than you think because he wants to do more through you than you imagine. Father, I pray for my friends right now, whether they're in the spiritual or the secular, we need them. Leaders are needed. Leaders are needed in every forum. They're needed in every format of life. But, Lord, we need leaders that can stay strong. They have staying power. And, Lord, I pray that as we've navigated this outline, that if there's one key point here that's really the key to someone listening, Lord, speak it to them. Just sort of nudge them. Say, this is what I need you to do. And, Lord, remind them of how important they are. We can't do what you've asked us to do without them on the team. And they may think that if they quit, it doesn't matter. But it does. We cannot replace their talents, their gift, their faithfulness. So Lord, uphold them with the right hand of your righteousness. Sustain them. Strengthen them with your spirit and with your might. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, if I could go back, those of you around the Canton, Ohio area, if you're in Ohio anywhere, you're in the Pennsylvania area, West Virginia, any of those areas, come to this roundtable. It's going to be just great information, great content. You can sign up at my webpage. Please, on October 21st and 22nd, you got team members, bring them. Bring the future because you need to be in rooms with leaders and just bring them. It's limited registration. You can do that at gerobrooksministries.com. Let me say something to those of you that speak Spanish. We have our leadership curriculum, 16 lessons in Spanish. It'll be coming out in English in just a couple of weeks, but in Spanish, 
we already have it. And so if you are Spanish speaking and you would love 16 lessons you can teach on leadership, go to GeraldBrooksMinistries.com. You can get it there. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to the Gerald Brooks Leadership Podcast. If you'd like more information on Dr. Brooks's books, audio, or speaking engagements, please go to GeraldBrooksMinistries.com.